Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is the early morning show on 93.7 The Fan. Adam Crowley with you. You know the drill. 412-928-9370 is the number. You give us a ring. I'll put you right on the air. Hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. The early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Doran and Matt getting me all fired up. Revisiting terrible losses from my sports fandom past that still feel like LSD flashbacks. I mean, just bang, right back in the middle of it. So great way to start today in a pissed off mood here at 502. We'll get into pit basketball a little bit later on in the program and the Penguins' victory. I didn't think they played all that well. Oh, who am I kidding? I didn't watch the game. Mike Sullivan said he didn't think they played all that well. Sidney Crosby said he didn't think they played all that well. But they get the victory 3-1, to one, and right now points are all that matters. Before I dive into the topic of the day, why not start off with a phone call? Because the phone is ringing. Hello. Hey, what's up, Crowley? It's Damian. What up, Damian? I got your tweet last night. Stand up going well? Yeah, I actually uh, did uh, pretty good, I think, this time. I don't know. I was feeling myself. I had this Versace cologne on. I don't know. It was a vibe. (laughs) Uh, The aroma. uh, Yeah, it must have been something with that. But I have this clip. I'll post it on Twitter, and you can check it out. Uh, uh, It was just a small little clip, but uh, it was pretty funny. I did, like, a little crowd work thing. Okay, so here's the deal, Damien. You post it on Twitter. If it's good, and I imagine it will be because you are a mensch, I will play it on the show. How about that? We foster a community uh, here around the early morning show. We're all buds. You can go ahead and play it on the show, but uh, you might have to bleep something out. Uh, <laughs> nah, screw it. I won't bleep it. I'll get fired, and then somebody else can do this job and wake up at 3 a.m. Thank you for the call, buddy. <laughs> Be good. Yep, you too, bud. See, we're all friends here on the early morning show. You call in. I put you right on the air. We build relationships. We have fun. We talk, and then I'm done at 540. You do all the talking, show ends, and bigger and better things follow, like the Fan Morning Show pre-show. 
How about our guy, Juju Smith-Schuster? Maybe he's not your guy. Maybe you're one of the people who pushed him out of town with torches and pitchforks. He posted one of those Valentines, one of those meme Valentines. It's poor James Bradbury smiling like a butcher's dog, and it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. Juju says, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Holy bleep. I mean, uproariously funny. Is it low? Sure it is. To the victor go the spoils, I say. A.J. Brown, Eagles wide receiver, he replied, first off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like that or ever was. Like you're that or ever was. But congratulations again. It's a fine line the Philadelphia Eagles got to walk here, right? Because you want to stick up for your guy, James Bradbury, but at the same time, you lost the damn Super Bowl. So all these Eagles, all these Eagles fans, all these Eagles media outlets going after Juju Smith-Schuster for what he posted, as they should, but there's also a bad look on their part because you lost the freaking Super Bowl. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Hey, I wanted to, I was trying to call yesterday. I thought you were going to be like that lunkhead Donnie on the afternoon and not take my call. But uh, <laughs> I love Donnie. Um, you called him a lunkhead. How mean. Yeah. Well, he won't put me on the show. I call every day. I listen to you guys religiously. They won't put me on the show. This is Dave from Delmont. What but, you got uh, for me, Dave? I wanted to ask. I totally agree, agreed with you yesterday. I'm finally glad somebody came out and said about how that game was a great game and that because of that call, it didn't ruin the game. I mean, that was it was the most ridiculous thing that all these people were talking about. The guy admitted he held him. I mean, what else can you – I mean, what, what more do you want? I'm with you, I Dave. Mean, it's like if somebody goes out their way to pay a bunch of money for a Wagyu steak – and we grill it up and sear it all nice, and it's juicy and delicious. If I get a little bit of that in my teeth and I got to work on it for the next hour, does that ruin the great, delicious steak? I don't think so. It's still delicious. Gotcha. My man, lunkhead Donnie Football. I'll allow it. I mean, Donnie ain't listening. It's fine. 412-928-9370, the number to call. Is it a low blow? for Juju Smith-Schuster to do what he did. I say yes, but I am a big believer in I don't love trash talk before games. I mean, I love it for our job. I love the content aspect of it. I wouldn't talk before games. That wouldn't be me. Like, even if it was a couple years ago, Syracuse and West Virginia played in the NCAA tournament. Another damn loss by West Virginia that's six in my craw. And Pony's talking mad smack online. And Benzie's talking mad smack online. And all these Syracuse jabronis talking mad smack online. I wasn't going to say anything. You just wait. You wait. You wait. And if you win, you let them have it. And if you lose, mute, mute, mute. That's what you do. For me, at least. Juju Smith-Schuster, he won the Super Bowl. He got held to keep playing the game. He got open on James Bradbury. And Bradbury's like, damn, I got to hold this guy or else could give up the touchdown here. So Juju can talk. Juju's entitled to talk. Now, bad look, hey, people are going to say that, and you open yourself up for criticism whenever you post what he posted. But I never mind if a victor 
likes to shove it down the loser's throat a little bit, especially when I don't know how it went on that field. Like, was Juju dealing with criticism? Was he dealing with smack talk all game long from these guys? Was James Bradbury all up in his craw? Was the Philadelphia Eagles secondary barking at him all game? Were they talking their junk? Because if so, hey, when you get him at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want to say. The greatest thing, though, is all these Eagles fans crying in their beer. Like, even Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker, who does the broadcast on Westwood One, I think he does a good job. He generally doesn't take himself too seriously. The Valentine said, I'll hold you when it matters most. And Ross Tucker posted, more like I'll barely touch you when I don't need to touch you at all because you'll never get to the ball. I mean, you want to talk about a guy being a homer. Come on now. And all of these Eagles fans just killing them. What happened to the humble dude who lost his bike? Congrats, but good luck with that. Hey, Juju has to deal with the criticism, but I ain't saying I wouldn't have done the same exact thing if I were him, even though Bradbury took the high road and said he held. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Hi, this is Tim from the Tank Brigade. Good morning, Tim. Well, as I'm sure you can imagine, given my moniker, I'm a rebel and rebel against roles that I think are dumb. And we actually had a short Twitter spat about it yesterday. Can you explain what a catch is to the audience? Because my whole reasoning with I want the refs to swallow the whistle is because the more they're involved, the more likely they are to make the mistake. No, it didn't ruin the game. It was still a great game. But... Is it something that if you don't call it, there's going to be just a massive uproar? Like, it's it's the apocalypse. I think if I you don't le- call it, there would have been probably less reaction, but still reaction. It still would have maybe led every sports talk radio show and TV show, but it would have been posed as a question in less of, oh, my God, can you believe how bad the ref screwed it? It would have been, should there have been a call on this play, I think. That's possible. And uh, regarding the James Bradbury thing, the reason I don't like this argument is if you said that James, if James Bradbury came out there and said, yeah, it's baloney, it wasn't holding, none of you guys would be like, well, he said it was baloney, guess it was baloney. Um, and I also think it's worth noting, too, that I would be surprised if he came to that decision by himself. I would I bet that Sirianni sat everyone down and said, look, we did not lose this game because of one call. Nobody in this locker room is going to say that the referees are who decided this game. We played the game. We decided who won and lost. Uh, We didn't do enough to win today. I think that's also a coaching and franchise move to decide this is how we're going to handle this situation. Tim, whenever you vanquish your foes, you don't dunk on them on Twitter? You don't just sit right on their head? Uh, um, I believe in humility, so I personally wouldn't have done that, but it is objectively hilarious. Do I strike you as a humility guy? You went to West Virginia. Thank you, Tim. 412-928-9370, the number to call. On Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Juju Smith-Schuster getting absolutely excoriated on social media. And he fires back at A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, who said, congratulations, you're... Career got resurrected by Patrick Mahomes. Juju then quote tweeted A.J. Brown. It's very NBA here. You usually see more of this trash talk on social media there, which I love. It's one of the reasons I think the game is popular. 
I really do. Glad you were finally able to get all that off your chest after all these years. Good game, bro. Thumbs up. And then a ring emoji. Juju can do that forever to those guys now, right? Oh, sorry, can't hear you. I got a Super Bowl ring in my ear. And it's never not going to be annoying. As a guy who has to deal with constant 13-9, 13-9, 13-9, there's not much you can say to get back. And it's the same deal now with Juju and these Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you suck. I'm A.J. Brown. I'm one of the best in the game, and you're just some guy that got resurrected by Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Man, my hand's getting kind of heavy because I got this ring. And it's not like Juju didn't play well in the Super Bowl. He did. He was their leading wide receiver in the regular season. I mean, Travis Kelsey, but you know what I'm saying. He had a good year. Had a good game. He's a winner. And to the victor, go the spoils. 412-928-9370. Up next. Oh, boy. Mike Tomlin getting criticized again. But this time, the call is coming from inside the house. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is it a fair criticism of Mike that he is a defensive mind, a defensive culture, the league has pivoted strongly, and that he has sometimes made mistakes or missed on offense? 100%. I believe that is the case because when you look at the team, you say, well, what's the strength of this team? In 90% of the NFL, the strength of your football team is going to be your offense. Right. And we look at this team, and they've got the pieces to be special. They've got a great tight end. they got two wide receivers. they got a Haji running back. Harris. They got, they've got it all. they got a quarterback. But the question mark is, what type of offense are we? And it's been a question mark for the last three years. It's like, what are not breaking any news, not covering any new ground, but a new voice saying it. That's Jerome Bettis on with Colin Cowherd, the herd, talking about Mike Tomlin and the direction of the Pittsburgh Steelers and why they've failed recently. They are going in an opposite direction than the rest of the league. I keep saying they're zigging, everyone else is zagging, and sometimes that can be good. I had a debate with Dave Damashek about that few weeks back he said this is good be the antithesis try something different you're gonna outscore people with Kenny Pickett come on play defense I would say that's great if you could play defense anymore in the NFL people always say oh you don't play defense in the NBA I've long thought that's overblown watch an NBA playoff game tell me they don't play defense maybe regular season key moments key possessions they still play defense well now in the NFL You can't. I realize Brock Purdy was hurt, but look what the Philadelphia Eagles did to a vaunted 49ers defense in a championship game. The Philadelphia Eagles defense had 70-plus sacks this year, one of the great pass-rushing teams of all time. Four down linemen that had double-digit sacks. They come at you in waves, and yet they give up 38 points in a Super Bowl, and they can't touch Patrick Mahomes. 
it is so hard to play defense in this league. And even if you've got one of the better defenses in football, like the Steelers are built to be with their superstar talent, maybe top-heavy, but they've got the talent, and they should have the schemes with Mike Tomlin and now Terrell Austin, no Brian Flores, you still have a tough time, I think, playing defense as the game wears on. I mean, you think about that Cincinnati Bengals game to start the year, and the Steelers' defense was wonderful. Five takeaways. It's as bad as Joe Burrow has played all year long, maybe in his career. And at the end of the game, the Bengals drive right down the field, unlike they had at any other point during the game. Bang, pump that thing into the end zone. The New York Jets struggle offensively against the Steelers all game long. Then, erase a fourth-quarter 10-point deficit. I mean, that's just a couple of examples there that pertain to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but good defense is different now. you got to be able to get after the quarterback. you got to cause turnovers. But you're not going to hold a team down. You're not going to defend every blade of grass for four quarters. I'm not saying you shouldn't try to build a good defense. You should. I mean, a key stop here and there is wonderfully valuable. But to bank on, we're going to hold the ball. We're going to play defense. We're going to try to run the ball. And that's how you're going to catch the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, it just is not going to work. It ain't going to happen. The Philadelphia Eagles allowed the Chiefs to have the ball for seven minutes in the first half of Super Bowl 57. And the Chiefs said, we don't need a lot of possessions. We're the friggin' Chiefs. And they still put up 38 points. Or 31, I guess, because there was the scoop and score. I mean, the Steelers capable of putting up 31 points on anybody? And you bring Matt Canada back when your offense averaged 18 points per game? Oh, well, there was improvement. Okay, sorry. Let's take the second half numbers. 20 points per game. Well, we were 7-2. and two. Yeah, look at who you played. Improvement, sure. You get some points for that. But you bring Matt Canada back. You don't add anything to this offensive staff. And you're going to expect different results? I think that's ludicrous. Sure, Kenny Pickett should get better. That's going to help a little bit. But how much better can he get under the tutelage of Matt Canada? And I'm sure you're sick and tired of everyone talking Canada, but you know what? When a Hall of Fame player from your organization, who has largely been pro-Tomlin, comes out and says, yeah, that's a fair criticism of Mike Tomlin, and then goes into detail, it's worth talking about again. Especially yesterday, when you zoom out and you contextualize it with what's going on in the league, and Jim Caldwell gets hired to the Carolina Panthers staff, As a, not consultant, but he's an offensive mind that they get to bring in. He's not the OC, but he gets to be part of the decision-making there. The Steelers absolutely should have done something like that with a Jim Caldwell. And it's not the only team in football that has multiple offensive assistants. The Kansas City Chiefs, who just won the Super Bowl, have a passing game coordinator and Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, and they have this despite probably needing nothing because you just need to roll the ball out there and Patrick Mahomes can go be Patrick Mahomes. The Steelers don't have that. I am encouraged by Kenny Pickett. I think he can be a good player in this league. But that guy needs help. Patty Mahomes don't need help, and they give him help anyway. Kenny Pickett needs help, and they ain't giving him none. Byron Leftwich, 
I don't know that he's a great offensive coordinator, but he'd be a mind that could come in and add some diversity of thought, for God's sakes. And it's not like the Steelers don't have money to spend. They spent whatever they did on Brian Flores. He's now out the door. Okay, fold that over into an offensive assistant that can help. Pat Meyer has become their run game coordinator. Even if not in title, he got a lot of credit from Mike Tomlin at the end of the season press conference. Okay, how about giving me a passing game coordinator? Someone who can help with layered concepts on that side of the ball. But no, the Steelers are just content to make the playoffs or get close to making the playoffs. Offensive improvement in the second half. We're just going to keep getting better because, well, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers and we fart rainbows and everything's great. Higher on the early morning show. Kyle, man. You? Scaffold guy here. What up? I, I agree 100% on the, on the whole Tomlin thing and the offense. But uh, can I go back a second and touch on Juju? Of course. If you see what I did there, touch on Juju. How about it? Uh, Juju, don't have to worry about the Eagles fans. You got to worry about that bitch karma because she comes back to get him pretty often. You know what? Things have worked out well for Juju, though. And thank you for the call. I was not the biggest Juju fan. Like, the TikTok stuff gets totally overblown. It just does. But... I never liked it because you dance on the logo before a game. Wait until you get him on the back end. That's when you should talk your smack. Now, Joey Porter talked on the front end then backed it up. Juju wouldn't always back it up. That was my problem with Juju. Now he did. So karma came around for Juju, and it helped him. Got that ring. I do wonder if it affects his value on the free agent market now that he's talking this smack after the game. I don't know that Juju was going to get big money, wide receiver money anyhow. Probably mid-tier wide receiver money like we talked to Brad Spielberger about yesterday on the fan morning show. This doesn't hurt, probably. It's also not likely to help him. Two big wins last night in Pittsburgh sports. We'll get to those next. It's the early morning show on 93.7 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Silverado's Colorado's back in stock with a great selection. Stop in online at sunchevy.com. Today, windy as all get out, but highs could be touching 70. So that's nice. Going to wind up like Dorothy in a twister. But at least it'll be warm, unseasonably so here in Pittsburgh. Feeling a little bit like March. And the madness gets a little bit closer for the Pitt Panthers after a victory last night, which this is this is now gotten ridiculous. This is insanity to me. So Pitt wins last night. They beat Boston College by 20 points. And they've, <laughs> I'm not kidding, they've dropped ground in the Ken Palm ratings. The computers hate Pitt. It's a good thing this ain't like the BCS. The computers are used 
to help the net rankings, which are used as a tool and a big one to help the selection committee make their decision on seeding, to make their decision on who makes the tournament, who doesn't. But Pitt wins a game. They take care of business. Five scores and double figures. They kick ass against BC, even though they had a little bit of a sluggish start, and they drop in the Ken Palm ranking. This is why it's good that there will be human beings making this decision. Pitt is not going to win the ACC or finish second or third in the ACC and miss the tournament. It's just, it's not going to happen. Jerry Palm was on yesterday with Cook and Joe, and he said that Pitt is a home loss away because the schedule from being right on the bubble. And then you've got tough road games still left at Virginia Tech and Miami. So if you slip up at home and lose one of those, you could be out of the tournament. I don't know, man. That seems ridiculous to me. I don't think human beings are going to even look at the data and go, wow, the computers don't like Pitt, and say we should keep them out of the tournament when they're sitting there with 20, 22, 23 wins. It's just not going to happen. Pitt is not going to miss the tournament, barring any collapse. And I think they're going to be seated a lot higher than what all the bracket matrix sites seem to have Pitt right now, which is on that 8-9 line. You finish second, you finish first, you finish third in the ACC, you ain't going to be an 8 seed. You're going to be closer to a 6. I have to have faith in humanity. Penn's 1-2. Fan Morning Show pre-show next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 